0: Love Talk Radio
1: To all my people in the struggle You think God's forgotten about you Here's some pain medicine Let's go Yes, that's, you think-
2: Yes, that's why we love him Thank you Lord, we just bless you Welcome everyone, this is Ariel calling live from Starbucks in Hollywood um, Yes, there's so much going on And I haven't talked to everyone in a while Because the Lord had me on a mission Where I was producing a 11 minute short film And I tell you, it was Uh, amazing. God just came on the scene. But tonight, I want to um, tell you what we're going to be doing tonight is we're going to be having a guest speaker. She's going to be coming on talking about the voice of the voiceless. And um, this is my mentor, Apostle Essie Mathis, and she is going to be going to Washington, D.C., and she's going to be explaining about um, what she's going to be doing there. And again, she's going to be talking about the voice of the voiceless. So, before I bring her on, I want to just play this little clip and I want you to listen to it because it's um, John Paul Jackson and he's um, saying the various names of God but also talking about God. And this is called the God of
0: Justice. So, here it is
1: God of justice. I am the righteous judge of all creation. I am the king of kings. I am with the generation of the righteous. I am God. My statutes rejoice the heart. I am the one who makes unbreakable covenants with man. I am holy, pure, and undefiled. I am God. Besides me, there is no God. I am God by which all actions are weighed. I am God. My testimony is sure. I am God. My commandments enlighten the eyes. I am the witness on your behalf. I am righteous. Kings humble themselves before me. I am God whose eyelids test the sons of men. I am the spirit of wisdom. I am my ordinances. I am the divine judge of all things. I am the law. I am my statutes, walk in them. I am judge of the living and the dead. I am the spirit of the fear of the Lord. I am righteous. I am perfect knowledge. I am before whom every tongue will confess. I am the Lord who loves righteousness. I am the unbiased, impartial judge. I am the Lord and my judgments are righteous altogether. I am he who sent Moses to deliver Israel. I am God and no one can reverse my acts. I am to be feared above all gods. I am God who refines you. I am my judgments. I am the Lord who heals you.
2: All right, God of Justice. Well, let me see if um, Apostle Essie is on the line.
0: Yes, oh, I'm Jesse, here. You, okay,
2: great, great. Well, I just thank you for coming on and talking and speaking for the voice of the voiceless. And can you tell the listeners who are listening exactly why you're um the Lord has put this on on your agenda. You have so many things going on. And just if you can just expound and share what's going on with you and what is happening and why you're going to be going to Washington and meeting with Congress.
0: Um, absolutely. Well, I will be meeting with Congress, but I am going to Washington and thank you, Ariel, for this wonderful opportunity to reach out and connect with our listeners. I was just praying before we came on the air and thanking God for making technology available to advance His kingdom and to get His word out there. Some of our listeners may be familiar with various passages in God's word where He not only talks about how He feels about children and the young, but Jesus Christ of Nazareth Himself actually demonstrated how vital and important and precious children are to God because He models the heart of Father God, especially in the 19th chapter of Matthew when he commanded that children be brought to him, and he actually laid a hand on them. He actually blessed them. He prayed over them, and he used the little child as an example to speak to those around to say, you have to come into the kingdom as a little child. And so we really already have the perfect role model to let us know how children are to be treated and to be valued and to be respected. Unfortunately, in our country, and this is not widely known, but a 14-year-old cannot do things such as join the military, they cannot vote, they cannot get married, and they're not supposed to see certain movies. But at 14 years old, a child in the United States can be sentenced to life in prison without parole. And that's wow. a sobering thought when you think about it. Um, yeah. I really was not always aware of that myself, and I thank God for just basically putting this right in front of me to get more actively involved in turning this situation around. There are only two countries in the whole world, the United States and Somalia, that throw their children away and lock them in prisons for life, which is really equivalent to a death sentence. My personal interest in this matter of speaking for the voiceless is the fact that my own son at the age of 17 years old was arrested and imprisoned with a life sentence so not only am I concerned about my child but I'm concerned about the sons and daughters throughout this country who no one is speaking for them or limited voices are speaking for them and thank God more and more organizations have risen up and they are making some noise on this subject So one of the things I'd like to do before we sign off is just to, if you don't mind, I'd love to give the listeners' my contact information so that I can do whatever I can to put them in touch with organizations that are in their area. For example, the Campaign for the Fair Sentencing of Youth is working very hard to get Congress, to get state legislatures, to get federal legislatures to change the laws that allow this type of sentencing to continue. And there's another organization called the Healing Justice Coalition for Youth Through Faith, which is faith-based, and there are other organizations as well, but they're all working for the same cause because essentially when a teenager is thrown in the prison with a life sentence without parole, it means that no matter how rehabilitated they are, no matter what positive things they do, no matter how they invest in bettering themselves as, as people, the, the court system says, "Too bad, you're you're there for life. There is no parole for you. So, what's the real incentive for that person to even take avail take avail themselves to the the various resources and opportunities that are out there to become better uh, men and women, so that they can contribute to society? So, what these organizations are saying and what I am saying tonight is that the voices of those behind bars that are not being heard behind the bars, we need to be their voices on the outside. We need to be the ones to raise awareness in our churches and in our families and in our communities and even in our businesses and our organizations. People need to realize that this situation touches every single one of us. Whether or not you have a loved one who is in prison, if you're a taxpayer, it touches you. If you're a citizen of the United States of America, this touches you indirectly. So I pray tonight that just by having an opportunity to speak for the voiceless, that some concerns will be generated in the hearts and minds and ears of those that are listening, that the level of awareness will will be raised up, and that people will say, okay, what can I do? This is wrong. This is an atrocity. This should not be going on. How can I help? Who can I call? Where can I send a letter? What organization can I join? What can I be a part of? and especially those that are listening to the broadcast tonight, and so I've already prayed for those who will listen even beyond tonight's broadcast, that if they are family members of anyone that was incarcerated as a youth and given a life parole, life sentence without parole, there is a National Family Network that has a conference call, a free conference call once a month, and it's a wonderful resource to keep us Connected and also to Keep us supported and also To keep us informed of what's going on In the legislature Now you mentioned my trip to Washington And I thank you so much for mentioning that Because I am soliciting prayers Of those that are that are hearing this broadcast On Sunday I will be flying out um, Leaving California For Washington D.C. There will be a number of other Family members who are part of the National Family Network be Joining each other there And We are prayerful that we will be able to get a ticket to get into the Supreme Court on Tuesday, March 20th. There are two very big, significant cases that are going to be heard by the Supreme Court of the United States of America. And those cases, the outcome of those cases, will affect hundreds and hundreds of people that were thrown into prison as teenagers. So we're very excited about the opportunities to, to come together, and we will know once we get there, once we get up at 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock in the morning and stand in line outside of the Supreme Court to, um, to get a ticket to get in, that's really um, what's going to determine whether or not we'll be able to have some firsthand experience. And I pray that every family member that is coming to D.C. will get into the Supreme Court, and I'm asking our listeners to pray that we will get in. And beyond that, we are also continuing a letter-writing campaign to faith leaders, and we're asking for opportunities to speak on this subject in churches. We're asking for opportunities to lead prayer vigils. We're asking for opportunities to make announcements. We're asking faith-based leaders to put announcements in their bulletins. And whatever it is that we can do, we want to get the word out, because this is such a critical, critical issue. And as believers – it's not enough for us to just stand up and quote scripture. We have got to be the eyes, the ears, the mouth, the hands, the feet that put the word into action. Because I can't tell you how many times I have listened to various people stand up and quote Isaiah 61 as though it's some type of badge of honor. And if you don't mind, I'd like to just share a few verses from that passage for the oh, you yeah. that may not be familiar with it. Let yes, me just go read ahead. The first, okay, the first three verses of Isaiah, uh, chapter 61 says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. And I just want to pause for a moment and say thank God for all of the prison ministries where people are actually going into the prison and they're not only conducting services, but they're praying for prisoners, they're encouraging them, they're providing resources. We must continue to do that because in the 25th chapter of Matthew, it's made clear that that is one of the many things that God is expecting us to do because He said specifically that I'm going to God is going to be separating the sheep and the goats on the day of judgment. And he is going to put the sheep on the right and the goats on the left. And he's going to say to those of you that are righteous that God is literally going to bless them for clothing and Visiting and feeding and in Matthew 25 beginning at verse 7 The righteous will answer Him saying Lord when Do we see you hungry and feed You or thirsty And give you drink when Do we see you a stranger and Take you in or naked And clothe you Or when do we see you sick Or in prison and come to you And the king will answer and say Unto them assuredly I say to you Inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. So this just lets us know that God expects us to put the word of love in action, that not only do we need to visit the prisoners, but we need to be a voice for those who cannot speak for themselves. For example, there's a young man right now in the state of Idaho whom I've never met personally, but I've been corresponding with him by letter. And I found out about this young man's situation through one of the other mothers who has a son in prison, and this young man had a need and found out that his family has literally turned their back on him. They've literally cast him off and discarded him. And in his very first letter, he explained to me that he has mental illness. He had mental illness from a child, and no one would get him medical help. Now, of course, he's on medication, but he's in prison. And because of his medical condition, he ended up killing a family member. So this young man is sentenced to dying behind bars, living in prison for the rest of his life until he dies because he has a sentence of life without parole. And there are other situations that are very tragic. There are, One example is a young woman that I found out about who is suffering in prison in California. This young lady was born to a mother who was a drug addict. And, of course, a drug addict mom is not a responsible individual to raise a child. So that child was basically farmed out in exchange for drugs. At a very young age, this child was literally given away to some pimp who turned her out on the street. And as a teenager, she got tired of the abuse, and she ended up defending herself and killed the guy. Well, she's in prison for the rest of her life. Without parole Where's the justice in that Where I mean there is no justice And there's case after case And story after story That are very similar to these And it's just wrong It is just wrong So I am just humbled and honored That God has connected me With organizations that are speaking out They're crying loud They're making a difference They are getting the attention of lawmakers And we have to get the attention of more and more people that say this is an injustice and God is not pleased with it.
2: Oh, this is powerful. You know, so many people, and I know myself included, never even considered that there are people serving life sentence without any hope of parole, and I'm sorry that I said Congress, but I knew you were going to Washington. I just know that. Well, that's okay. <laughs> well,
0: that's quite okay. <laughs> uh, you might be speaking prophetically. Hey, who knows? Hey, that, that's there, right. Well, there I may be that. a time in the future. Hey, there may be a time in the future where God will open the door for me to speak to Congress. You, I, I, you, you, are, you that, are a prophet of God, so I don't need miss <laughs> those words.
2: I believe that, especially since I've been in in the Supreme Court, in Congress, and I know the Supreme Court deals with the laws of the land and the interpretation of the law, but Congress makes the law. And I'm quite sure, and I'm just going to prophesy that there's going to be a bill introduced into Congress against this kind of law, so right now, even with the Supreme Court listening to the case. I believe that as you set your foot along with other believers and people that know this injustice, that there is going to be a turnaround because Amen. God is a God of justice, and so much injustice has been going on, and it's been targeted at at people uh, that have no recourse. And, you know, here again, you know, we perish for lack of knowledge. We don't have the knowledge exactly. of what is going on. now callers if you want to speak to Apostle Essie, the telephone number is 818 688 5678 now another thing i was thinking about um as you're talking is you said that there's a network they can get in contact with is there yes. should they call i mean should should they make calls into washington um or should they contact um um, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, the media or something, especially anybody, I would say anybody listening that has ever had a child that has ever gone to jail or prison, you know the situation and the injustice that you've seen, even if, the, you know, everybody, and that's why, you know, God didn't look at Anyone saying that they were, they were beyond redemption, and when the person has been redeemed, and they are, you know, truly sorry, and and God is dealing with them, then. He's going to um, set them free. And a lot of times, even in our history, when people wouldn't do it, then God came in and radically changed the course of history and sometimes would even bring judgment on America, just like as far as when they did let the slaves go free. So with this injustice, I'm believing that God's going to have a turnaround, a strong turnaround.
0: Um Absolutely. I'm trying so what to, what I'm what I'd like to do, yeah, what I'd like to do okay. if you don't mind, I'd like to give my email address and my phone number because depending on where the callers are located, I can send them, I can put them in contact with organizations that are close to them, and I can I also email and because we have materials available, um, there are different websites and links that I can send to them that they can get more information, they can actually watch videos. Uh, we have some great videos from even families of victims that are saying, even though we're heartbroken because we lost a loved one, we don't believe that teenagers should die in prison. So, and those are very powerful messages. So, I would love to get. You can email me at um, my email address is esimathis at gmail dot com, and that's e s i m a t h i s at gmail dot com. Or you can give me a call at 626-383-1161. That's 626-383-1161. Especially for those family members who have loved ones who were incarcerated as teenagers and given life sentences. I would love to put you in touch with the National Family Network and let you know when our next call is and to give you the call-in number and all the information you need to connect with us.
2: Great. You know, listeners, and especially those in the archives that are listening to this, if God is tugging at your heart to have Apostles Leslie come and speak at your organization, your churches, um, any place, I know that she is being led by the Lord to do so, and she's a powerful speaker and will bring light on this issue for such a time as this she's being called. Well, I just want to thank everyone. This is a 30-minute broadcast, and um, we're going to be coming back. Um, Live And I'll be giving you updates um, soon as far as being consistent with the program. But if you have any questions, um, you can also, she gave you the information, but you can also, if you want to, um, email me also at hollywoodline at gmail.com. But again, this is someone you definitely want to have come speak at your churches, speak at your ladies' organization, um, anywhere the voice of the voiceless, uh, broadcasting live from Hollywood, where there's a lot of people that are visible yet invisible. And God does tell us to reach out to those who don't have a voice, who do not um, have the, the comforts we have, and be those eyes and ears of the Lord. So with that, I'd like to thank you, Apostle Asi. It's been wonderful. You're always um, such a, a great person in this is this. Is something that I just know that God has you there to it, for such a time as this, and he's going to even do more so, so with you. So if you'd like to pray us out, that would be yes, great. Absolutely. And I would be honored. I
0: would be honored to pray. And I'm just feeling um, led to say I know that you're going to be coming back on soon to let the listeners know about future broadcasts. But I just want to follow the support of broadcast and that sowing into this ministry broadcast is a wonderful opportunity to just advance the kingdom of God and get the word out. So I'm sure that in future broadcasts, you'll be giving them your contact information of where they can um, send their donations because this is good soil to sow sow seed into good soil, and God will multiply it. So, Father God, I just thank you right now. I praise you, O God, and I bless you for just being God, and you are the Lord of the land, And, Father God, tonight we disagree with your word that the kingdoms of this world shall become the kingdoms of our God. And, Lord, I just thank you right now that every area that you are moving by your Holy Spirit to pull down strongholds, and this is one of those areas where the enemy for too long has held our young people captive, and we declare and decree right now the blood of Jesus is against every demonic force that's working against the lives of the people that God created in his image. And we bind, rebuke, and banish those demonic forces right now by the power and the delegated authority of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So, Lord, I thank you for blessing every listener and blessing every supporter of this ministry. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: Amen. All right, and thank you. And, yes. Thank you for that. Yes, this is a listener-supported broadcast, so if the Lord is tugging um, on your heart, just email me at HollywoodLion, L-I-O-N, at gmail.com, and I'll let you know how that can be. But until next time, um, be blessed, and thank you again, Apostle blessing.
0: Thank you. It's been an honor and a pleasure. Have a good night. Too. Bye-bye.
1: To all my people in the struggle, You think God's forgotten about you Here's some pain medicine Let's go (laughs) You in your car You at the house On your job